I do. And I don't. It's Monday! I love you so much because <laughs> I can just look at you and throw something at you and then you turn it into something magical. That's magical? Well, kind of. I mean, not as magical as the cookies you just gave me, but <laughs> magical. And this is what we're going to do with your intimate relationships, mm. friends. You're oh, gonna, me, you're gonna th- not me. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to throw something at us yeah. and we're going to turn it into a magical solution. Yeah. And that's because this is I Do and I Don't Show podcast show. And that's what we do. We give advice for people who are struggling or just want to know how to suck a dick better. (laughs) (laughs) Which frankly could be a struggle. Yeah, sometimes it can. And if you're sucking Joel's dick, it should be a struggle. I hope so. It's just sort of like a fingers crossed, like it's so big, you know. Is that what you meant? Uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure what I meant, but I'm also now understanding why professional vo- vocal artists don't eat chocolate before they record. <laughs> I'm choking on my own. Maybe anyway. you have another one. <laughs> I don't think that so. That will solve the... That has never wait, worked in me, any application in my life. I'll close them so they're not tempting. Thank you. <laughs> this, is an, this is not an advertisement for Tim Tams, but I bet you can't eat just two. Yeah. Or four. How many did you have? I had two. I no, think I'm, I'm good. Teasing. I had two as well. Two, two. Um, you're, you're like a Foley operator just then. That was wicked. So, um, <laughs> without further ado, uh, we're already jumping into question number one. I think we should. We have a series of listener generated questions yes. that they send to us anonymously. Mm. And I get to preview them and curate them into episodes. And then yes. Joel and I attack and unpack them together. Yeah. And I come in fresh, like a baby's bottom. And Kat, <laughs> kind of like. Not quite as fresh like a witch's nail. I'm like the ass of your grandmother. <laughs> yeah, you're like a, she's like a grandma's ass, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're the cat's meow. You're few, the a few stray ass. gray hairs oh, here and there that Lordy. need to be plucked. Please stop. But no one's gonna see them anyway. My Tim Tams are coming back. <laughs> Question number one: Are you mm, ready? We. Oui. <clears throat> I've met someone. <gasps> Who I find utterly fascinating. Mm. We are very aligned in some rather profound ways, and we communicate on a deep, soulful level. Mm, I like it already. I'm also very attracted to this person. Good. There are some serious barriers here, however. Oh, no! I thought it was going so, it was going so well. Then why would they tell us? Mm. <clears throat> we I thought li- this was just going to be a nice one. No, anyway, the relationship's the nice great. Ones. Thanks a lot. We, we live in separate cities. <laughs> okay. About an hour and a half away as far as driving time goes. That sounds like Toronto to Niagara. Ish. And we are both parents with young kids who share custody of our children with our exes. Mm. At the time I'm writing, I'm also in a relationship. Which is frankly hanging by a thread right now. Mm. The plot thickens. Is there a safe way to nurture a friendship here? Should I even bother at all considering the distance and my personal circumstances? Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, now we didn't we have a question that had to do with um, someone wanting to jump into a relationship with someone that was friends when they were together in a relationship and blah, 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 blah. I guess that doesn't apply here. Yeah, I think they were like parents at the same school and then they got divorced, yeah. but they didn't know if they wanted to step outside of the friendship they'd created. Is that at all 
parallel to this? Oh, I feel like these people have kind of just met. It's not like a mm. friendship. Oh, right. There's not that history. A history there. of friendship. So, so the, the, the thing is that, I mean, what we're, dis- what we're hearing the listener or the writer describe here is not the desire for a friendship per se. Well, it sounds like it's a little bit more than a friendship. Yeah, like the there's the, attraction, there's a deep <laughs> soulful connection. Yeah, like all those words are just like I could. This is my soulmate, guys. They're utterly should, fascinating. It's like this is my soulmate. Sh- should I uh, be a friend to this person? <laughs> should I get acquainted with my soulmate? Yeah. I, I believe this person is the love of my life. Should I? Is there a safe way that I can, you know? Within there, half an hour of our first meeting, could I, I go for a couple I was walks? Marry them? Yeah, no, I don't. Oh. So, step number one: end the relationship, current relationship, because yeah. any sort of like that's going to be a barrier in your burgeoning platonic friendship <laughs> that you want us to believe that you uh, <laughs> want to start with this person. <laughs> yes, I'd say so as well, uh, and you know, like. Is there a safe also, way? Also, here's a, here's another definite reason to maybe like resolve the relationship you're in that is not working, mm. because you could be viewing this new person through the lens oh. of this relationship was so not working, yeah. and yeah. now this is something different. So yeah. I don't know that you can see someone else clearly. Yes. In that perspective. And there's the second element, which is if there if if you are trying to work through that other relationship. That comes with stressors and like a lot of like you're going to be in in some dark places p- potentially. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you you have this person who you've just madly connected with, you are kind of you could make the I don't want to say a mistake, but you could be prone to lay uh, lay things on them to sort of. Uh, just give like why why am I not being able to think the word unload on them? Yeah, you will be unloading on them. You'll be looking to them for all the things that your current partner is not giving you. Yeah, and 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 complaining mm-hmm. or just being like, oh my goodness, this is a, and the, and they'll I'm sure uh, you know take it in stride. But I've been on the other side of that, mm. and I've been like, I don't need to hear about this guy anymore. Mm. I'm not that interested, mm-hmm. and you don't even want to base. Like it becomes almost, it's not basing your new relationship on the old relationship, but that's what has, is, is bringing you guys closer together is this kind of like, um, you know, connection on that level of like, you know, and, the, and, and then this new person is like one part therapist, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's not a cool situation. To so, be in. I mean, to be honest with you, if this person is, you know, you're like, can I safely be this person's friend? A great way to keep them in that friend uh, area is to, yeah, well, why don't I just uh, take advantage of this person, unload on them, you know. <laughs> Constantly <they can> vent <laughs> about your relationship frustrations. Yeah, they, they're, they're excited by you. They'll take the time to sit there and see what happens. And then you can just be like, well, that was nice. And then go find somebody new <laughs> that you won't burden with the other thing. This is this is your your kind of like middleman that just uh, kind of absorbed all the crap you were going through. <laughs> it was like a, a an emotional rebound, not a sexual yeah, one. In a sense, Oof. yeah, they're yes. kind of the cleanup crew. Okay, so like dissolve the existing relationship, take some space. Yeah, maybe? like definitely feel like like get through that. Um, you know, if there's. The, 
if there's a lot of um, stuff to work through, sometimes you've, you know, this could be a relationship you've broken up like 1,800 other times. So it could be that you're, you're fully out of the thing already in a lot in a lot of senses you know what i mean there you could really, be some clear resolution really. yeah but you need to get to that know that you're there yeah where you're like okay all right this is definitely done i do not feel uh, these these because what what can't happen even if you're like okay i 100 know this is over you still will have those conversations in your head going like what you know you come talking to the other person like what what do you expect of, from me or like why why you know you you rehash those mm-hmm. things because they do bother you still. Yeah. So you kind of want to wait till those conversations are done. Until you're not part of the story anymore. That's the, yes, as you said Thank before. Thank you, Craig Cardiff. Yeah. Yes. And then you can safely get into a platonic relationship with this soulmate. <laughs> so I guess the question of safety has to do with this distance. Yeah, I think, you know, I... I think this person is acknowledging that this is more than a platonic situation, yeah. potentially. Yeah. So, and so, the, but the, but it was kind of like a built-in. Like I know we, I should start slow, right, guys? Yeah. Can we be friends right now? Well, mm-hmm. my life is so complicated. And then, like, is there any point in being more than friends if we live cities apart and have small children tethering us to each space? Right. I mean, those kid things. If we were gonna attack a question of that nature uh, independently, I think wouldn't we agree that you know, that barrier is something that can be resolved. Well, it's a little cart before the horse, right? Like nobody really knows what they even want in this scenario. Yeah. So, so yeah, you don't really need to think about it because you know that as adults, as human beings, and an hour and a half is, by the way, not a huge distance. No, it's not. And it could be an amazing relationship right now I mean, where you don't spend every waking hour together. You could live in the same city and be an hour and a half away from each other, especially <laughs> if you use public transit. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is what I tell people whenever I, whenever I've sort of started interacting with somebody from Toronto, they're like, Niagara, that's really far. I'm going, yeah, you definitely commute for an hour and you live in Toronto. Exactly. Yes. I can drive there in an hour because I have a car. Yeah. Grow up. <laughs> Good point. It's a good point. And I always say grow, and then they, they disappear. I never hear from them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> grow up, you idiot. Um, so the distance isn't isn't the, the big deal, I th- you know, but that is a logistical question that uh, maybe is being fixated on because there's probably this is probably all premature. Well, I think this person is like really. Um concentrating on the barriers because they understand that they should not be indulging this relationship right. in That's this part moment. Of the prematurity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um I think the answer that this person is looking for is and the other thing, mm-hmm. properly resolve it. Properly for resolve yourself. It. Take a hot minute. Take a hot minute. <laughs> and by the way, peripheral friendly communication with this person, probably not going to hurt anyone. Right. Um, I don't think anyone should be commuting at this stage of the game. <laughs> no, there should be no commuting, no. <laughs> um, the distance is probably good, um, but some social meds. <laughs> I, would, I would refrain from um, fantasizing about the future together. <laughs> <laughs> do you think people normally do that, though? Yeah, you like you get into the this idea of the, like uh, what if. 
Yeah, but you don't even what you just like make. I mean, I I'm known to make some sweeping statements sometimes, or you you know, have ideas or plans that you uh, you know just put out there in the ether and like let's uh, do this, do that. Um, don't do that yet. Don't do that yet. You know, just wait. And and a lot of these taking time and, and having that kind of patience, people, who they are, does become, is revealed. This is kind of where I'm arriving in my life. Like, if this is a really true, deep, soulful connection, time mm-hmm. is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, you have all of it in the world to and, get to know this person. And this, this, I mean, this doesn't mirror what I always say about online dating, which is meet them right away. You've th- This person has met this other person, right? Mm, yes. They, like they had a yeah. visit or something? It, it actually doesn't say that. Doesn't say. No. So, I mean, we if we assume they have met, then you don't really need to... Do, if you haven't met yet, mm, re- still resolve the still relationship. Resolve the relationship. <laughs> you don't want to meet... The, but if you haven't met yet, you might want to... Get in the same just, physical just space. Just be in the same... Not... Don't have, don't have sex with them. Go know. for coffee. Yeah, just have a casual sort of thing, um, because then you'll get a because then because then the door your your whole soulmate thing might fly out the it window. It could totally. <laughs> and I would say if you're gonna connect in person, make sure you have a, a hard end time too, so yeah. that you're not gonna. Be I gotta tempted. go by three. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Have a built in like. We gotta start fucking at two, <laughs> <laughs> or not at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those are all good ideas. And then um, once everything is resolved and you've taken some extra time and, you know, if there's still interest from both parties, get 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 want to get get together sure see what's up but take, take you know, it slow take it take it nice and slow and don't project all of your fantasies of a partner onto this new person who you don't know yet but it's going to be so great to um just you know, you've taken the time so you can go, hey, this is fantastic. I actually still like this person. They're not just the alternative person. Mm-hmm. But I will say that in, in relationships, and and it happens in conversations that I have, because it's always this idea people are worried. They're looking around. They're going like, is it, and this is a bit of a different thing, but it's like, is it is it her or me? Like, is it, do you want her or me? What does she have that I don't? And I go, it's never, in my mind, it's never like the one person versus the other person. I love this about this one person. I love this about this other person. I more fully appreciate this other person. Not Not because of you. There's nothing wrong with you that's pushed me towards this other person. They're their own person. Mm -hmm. It's not a competition. Well, some people are just like way easier to get along with too, right? Sure. Like you connect and it's effortless. Yeah. yeah. So so I guess my parallel there is, you know, with this person, there there maybe there is a concern that like this is the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just a different person yeah. that you are connecting to. Yeah. Also don't be too worried that it's just in spite of the other thing. Be mindful of it. Yeah. But it there it's not again, not really the competition thing. You I think the more true thing to say is you don't know enough about the new thing. hundred percent. To know that it is the light at the end of the tunnel. Because yeah. it could just be another sort of quicksand. 
And like, don't start trying to get to know them while you're still involved with the other person. That's just going to cloud everything. And again, as we say, it could bring some unnecessary nonsense into the connection you could have with this new person. Absolutely. Solved. Solved. Thank you. (laughs) We created some beauty there. We sure did. Question number two. Sure. Sometimes my husband uses words I don't agree with or are now considered... <laughs> I thought, <laughs> I thought she, she was going to say understand. <laughs> Discombobulated? <laughs> Who knows what that word means? <laughs> Train wreck? Them. Compound words, honey? Come on. <laughs> Manipulative? What? Yeah. Um, Sometimes my husband uses words I don't agree with. Gaslighting? <laughs> or are now considered very inappropriate. Mm-mm. Even though he's an incredibly kind and good person. Mm. How can I get across that his language is inappropriate or setting a bad example for our child without, calling, without him calling me the word police? Mm. For example, when something breaks or goes wrong, he will sometimes say that's... The G word for gay people. No. The R word for people oh, with developmental. Okay. <laughs> I just like that I said the G word for gay people. That's just gay. <laughs> <laughs> the G word for gay. I didn't even catch that. Oh, uh, so he says the R word for developmentally delayed people. Yeah. So what we've got here is somebody who is probably more right wing and somebody who's probably more left wing. Mm. I've noticed that this is, I, I believe this is undeniably true. I, I don't think, it's not. Because my ex, my baby daddy, is super left, well, much more left than right wing. And he says... Uh, and he says the R word all the time. Oh, so it's just a, an age thing. I think it is. I think like we grew up in this era where that was just the word we used for, that's dumb. But if you're, truly, le- if you're truly left wing, you can't say that word. Mm-hmm. Like that's the, like the truest left leftist would never he say the R word. He also swears like a trucker in front of our children. Like my seven-year-old child actively uses the F word. <laughs> so there's a know. lot of parents maybe like, like a, that. Maybe there's a little bit of like an impulsive disorder happening. Well, once the, by the way, once the, and I, I know that we can get into this. I don't think we should get into this debate, but like if you're talking about the commonplace uh, swear words, once the power is taken from them, and if we all just agree that they're just words, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they're not swear words anymore. And it's not like there's nothing wrong with it. And then it just becomes part of the vernacular. Oh, darn. Like that's been fine. I had this relationship debate constantly. I mean, I don't. It, maybe it wasn't a relationship debate, but it was an active debate in my last relationship mm-hmm. where like, it's just a word who cares. Right. But we have attached so much power to words. Yes. But w- what ends up happening, like, and like you won't even say, what did you say? Retarded? No. You won't even say it. That's giving that word more power than it's ever had in its life. Because I won't speak the word. We've we used to say it all the time. I know. None I of us were like I did for sure. None of us were making fun of people that actually were, were challenged. Yeah. We were all just going, Oh, that's something negative. Yeah. That's dumb. And you know, we didn't think anything of it. Now, you know, there you're you're Getting rid of the, you're, you're policing the word exactly. <laughs> you're you're um, you're giving you're imbuing it with so much power. It might as well have the historical significance of the N word. Mm. 
Like they're now, or the F word that means gay people, you know? Like those words I think have been used in different ways than the R word. Yeah. They're not the same. Yeah. And, but, but we, we're giving, yeah, let's elevate this word. That's what you do. You're elevating it. If you just ignore it, it's not going to go away, but you just, it's whatever. It's just there. So is the focus then maybe not on trying to control the way he speaks, but in educating their kids? Like That's not a bad angle. Uh, like daddy uses that word, but it's not the best word to use. I mean, the, the thing is... I don't is, want you to use that word. This is a bit of a confusing thing for me just thinking about it now. I get the N word and I get the F word mm-hmm. because there are people that will be hurt by them. Yes. The R word is the people that may be hurt by them, which by the way, you're not even using it for those people. Right. They probably aren't going to pick up on it. Is that wrong to say, Kat? You're laughing. But you're not going to those I'm people. I'm shaking my head. No, but you're not going to those people, first of all. It's actually, I find. Saying it at I find them. the people who are most triggered and upset by that word are the people who have like devoted their lives to caring like, for people. Ha- yeah, or who they have, have had- a child with developmental yeah, exactly. delays. So there are people that you can offend by. Like it. I got called out big time by a dear friend of mine from my writing life because I used the word fucktard. And I didn't even like make the <laughs> I association. Know, I know. But you have the, there's tart, there's libtards. Yeah. Like, I, I, I didn't even connect tart on it. That. And I was like, you know what? You're so right. Yeah. I, I did not need to use yeah. that language at all. It's, it's so, um, y- y- but okay. So yeah, it'd be nice if this guy didn't use those words. And yeah. And like the way we've approached it with my seven year old is to say, you can say that if you really want to, cause it does feel good to swear. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people in our society who get quite upset if they hear a seven-year-old talking like that. And you will most assuredly get in trouble at school if you talk like that at school. Right. So choose wisely when you use this language. And, and so similarly, they could say, you know, like, daddy uses that word because when he grew up, it meant something different. Mm-hmm. And now it's a word that's actually quite hurtful. Yeah. But daddy's got a bad habit. So I would prefer that you don't use that word. And if you do, you may be hurting someone's feelings. Yeah. You don't want to hurt other people. Yeah. Um, because we do have words being policed all the time. It's 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 crazy. <laughs> the, the, the words whatever you sentiments it doesn't matter what the, w- w- communication is policed heavily and you know by the by the left you can't say certain things but for i some think reason. i it think started on the right and this is kind of getting us back to cancel culture too right like yeah. there's no hey uh have you ever thought about how that word might impact someone nowadays when they're hearing it like we don't really it's not part of the vernacular anymore so now when you're using it it means something very different than it did when you were eight years old yeah uh, in fact, it probably always meant the same thing, but we just used it in a very liberal way back then. So now people aren't really using that word so much, and there are a lot of people who get quite upset to hear it. So d- could you rethink it? Could you choose something else? Yeah. Like if someone did that instead of creating so much shame and dismissal, then maybe it, we would have some hope. Yeah, there's no there's no um, room for context. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't a political podcast. Like, it's <laughs> stupid. That, by the way, I think it's really stupid that the idea the, these ideas are politicized or yeah. polit- like fine go on social media everyone flip out and whatever but to call it a political thing is a little bit silly but but this isn't a political podcast it sure isn't <laughs> but it's it's just it's uh you know sometimes it seems a little over the top but i get that you don't want to i mean it 
when I do some stand up sometimes and there's certain things that people joke about that other comedian comedians will fight for um, that are like, for instance, like a, a rape joke, for instance, which it's like, what are you fighting for? Yeah. Like I, I would get all that one out. Yeah. Sure. I get there's freedom of speech. You want to be really funny, but like if you, and, and, and I will also agree that there's a place like there, there's a, uh, it depends what the context is, where the joke is. But mm-hmm. to err on the side of um, not hurting someone who's a victim of something. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with that? I don't. I don't know. And, and to me, like, if you really are taking issue, it's like, no, no, no. That, but I have a really funny rape joke. It's like, well, but you don't. Is it that's not really a thing. that funny? It's definitely not. And secondly, like, what kind of lack of imagination do you suffer from that you can't think of a really funny joke about something else? Yeah. So, so yeah, it's like that with the, these words. It's like I, I, th- I, d- I would say the R word if we could all just relax and you know if everyone could go. That's not what they mean. They're not attacking people with uh, these issues or what have you. Then we could all just get over it and move on with our lives. And people could say it if they need to. But then at the same time, why? Why? Just don't say it. Choose a different word. There's a lot of words. Yep. You know, so you know, I don't, I don't know how to manage that in their home. <laughs> it, I think it's just it, like you're, you're, you do have to say, you know, you, these are reasonable ideas. It could hurt somebody. Yeah, and I don't want our kids to start and, using that. And what if, language. what if he says that around somebody who, you know, hasn't sort some sort of relationship with somebody with special needs, mm-hmm. and then you know. And and also you you don't know who you're influencing. You don't know who your kid influences. Yeah. What if your kid's the kind of like big dog at the school, and he starts saying that R word, and then all of his little cronies start, start saying the R word, and yep. you know now you're perpetuating this the way we used it in the '90s. You might as well start going, oh, that's gay. You know, add that one to it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We all did that. That was a different yep. era. You know, and then you, you you find it. You have to unlearn that, you know. Um, so there's no good reason to continue saying it, I suppose. No, there really isn't. So that, but at the same time, like someone's not going to want to be policed to that extent in their own home. So there's a balance, I think. Yeah, it's, I guess it's super passive aggressive to say, "Is there a different word you could choose right now?" <laughs> I think you know what it's like. It's like you don't say. You're not telling this person not to say it. Yeah, you're telling them your view on it. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. it. Oh, that word makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Or, yeah, this is just a thought that I had about it and this is why I'm not using it. And I think this is why 95% of people in the world are <laughs> not currently using it. Obviously, you know, whatever. It doesn't offend me. Yeah. You know, I'm not sitting here crying because you said that word. And I know your intention. Yeah, and I know you're not a bad word. person because you say mm-hmm. that. But, you know, little Timmy here, is going to start saying at school and, you know, I mean, there was a school locally that buried that word. Yeah. <laughs> the ceremony. Really? Ceremonially buried that word. I love that. Yeah. So, I mean. Maybe they should do something like that in their home. <laughs> I think it's, it all goes like anti-bullying, all that stuff. Like, these things bury are not. Words. Like, it, it, I, I guess, you know, you could also ask your husband, his husband, right? Mm-hmm. Say, what if somebody called our son that? Yeah. At school. Yeah. 
what if he that was one of the things that they used to demean him he was being bullied he was being he was called that word like we don't want that out there in no. the ether we don't want it part of the common vernacular yeah there's one of those crazy words of vernacular Maybe they should substitute for words like that instead. Mm-hmm. That's vernacular. You fucking vernacular. <laughs> you are so vernacular right now. <laughs> anyway. Another problem solved. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, question number three. Yes? At what point is it considered acceptable to be done trying to salvage a relationship? <laughs> is it selfish to expect something more of your partner than when you first met? What if there are children involved? Wow. Well, can you make this a little more vague? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty vague. I didn't understand like uh, to expect more of your partner than when you first met. Well, that's the part that I kind of gravitated toward. Okay. So, so like, it... and I think we we have touched on this before with these issues surrounding uh, the chores around the house mm-hmm. and those types of things, where you know you were, you know, going to be in in. Your suggestion was to be in your feminine and to just like stop doing things. But that was changing the status quo of the relationship as it had been sort of defined by both partners in at the, the early time. days. Yeah. So now the person's going, Well, I accepted all of this. Mm-hmm. Now I want to change it. So is it selfish? Is that the question? Mm, yep. Is it selfish to so expect more? I wouldn't say it's selfish but you've set a precedent but you right? set a pre- set a precedent mm-hmm. so I, I i can relate to this mm-hmm. so you need you need now it's like a reworking you yeah. got it it's kind of like you're renovating your house yep so you built this house you're like oh i thought that was all i needed mm-hmm. but i actually want main floor laundry and i want heated floors in the bathroom and i want heated floors in the bathroom it's way too cold in and the morning you know what i don't think that is selfish in a relationship because depending i mean they have kids clearly nope. so mm-hmm. however long you've been together your needs have changed yeah and if your partner can't adopt and adapt to your needs and probably has some needs of their own that have changed right then that's a problem for sure that's a problem people change and grow and evolve i mean we were just saying before we started recording this that like you know, for most of my life, I haven't been into houseplants. In the last couple of years, I've gotten heavily into houseplants. Mm. Now I'm like, I love them. I'm a, it's like I'm kind a of jungle obsessed. in here. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to see the new leaf grow, blah, 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 blah. If I had been in a relationship and they were like, why are you buying all these houseplants now? Why are you spending the time to make plant stands and all this stuff? You're not a plant guy. I'd be like, well, that's really robbing me of a, of a joy that I could have as just a evolving, growing person. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even call it evolving. Just like changing, experiencing new things. Yeah. So you now want something, you could say more, but we could say different mm-hmm. in a relationship. You're you're not satisfied with what was the status quo. The status quo of what, and it's what was defined by you. And again, like we've talked about this before, it's like you have to be very clear on your values. And if you're the kind of person who's committed to your own personal growth and expansion and you feel like your partnership is inhibiting that growth or getting in the way of it or like preventing you from being authentic to what you value, then I think that if there's no room there for them to recognize that or to like even try to meet you halfway, then maybe that is the point to give up. Now, part of this now that that that's that's if this isn't like kind of within this person's own sort of what they want but 
they're saying that they want something from someone else. So that that's kind of an extra, you know, you're asking now I'm now I I've been satisfied with all of this, but now I want you to do this for me. I mm. need this from you. So what does that look like? Should this person first try to kind of achieve things on their own? Um, well, self-fulfillment is important for sure. But it, but some things you can't, like some things you just exactly. need from your partner. Yeah. So it's not a selfish thing, but it's it's um, it might be a challenge. Depends if they're open to it. And, and they're saying, like, at what point do you decide to throw in the towel? Yeah, so what? give, give me the question again. It, just, <laughs> it might take a little minute for me to pull yeah. it up. It's just that there was, There's it was like very vague, but we, we kind of touched on that part that said, I want something more, So and that's fine. But then what else? When do I give up? At what point is it considered acceptable to be done trying to salvage a relationship? All right. And then we cover the expecting yeah. more. Uh, what if there are children involved? Ah. So I think, you know, there is different consideration when you have kids involved. Yeah. Because breaking up the family unit as you've known it is really hard for everybody. Um, which is not to say that you can't discover a new family dynamic that works really well. So, so the word here that I'm getting hung up on is acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the quick answer that I would this knee jerk is when you've like tried everything. Yeah. Like you have children, you have a a husband who is it a husband or wife, I guess. Right. Partner. Yeah. Um, You have someone who, what we can imagine right now, because it's so vague is in the relationship. They're not sitting there completely disinterested, Mm -hmm. but you've now been like, I need something more. And it feels like there must be resistance. Because why else would this person go, well, when do I give up? (laughs) When do I give up? So like therapy, have you tried therapy? Will your partner go to therapy? If your partner won't go to therapy, then... Find a guru. (laughs) Um, Something. Some kind of work together. Yeah, You have to work beyond the two of you if what you're doing together is not working. Does that make sense? And you know what? I, I, I... I will have to reiterate what we've said before. It was more what you said, which was you have to know what you want. Yeah. Because what could be happening here too is like, I want something more. I'm not satisfied. But you're probably, I mean, I shouldn't say probably, but there's a chance you may not be articulating this as well as you think. Mm-hmm. You're unhappy. You're, you're feeling like unfulfilled. What is it exactly? Have you figured that out? Have you been um, explaining it coherently? Yeah. And then has your partner completely rejected that? Or have they said they'll try and they're just not following through and it's not happening? You know, these types of things, you you really need to be clear on it so that you can articulate what you want so that um, your partner can, you know, rise to the challenge. And it's not a bad idea to kind of add this to the conversation where you say, I understand that this isn't what we did before. You know, I never asked you to take me out on a date night. <laughs> you know, I never asked you to go down on me, baby, but I, but I now hear that's it's what great. I, want. I was listening to I Do and I Don't Show. It sounded <laughs> fantastic. 
If you want to listen to the episode, Joel that's, goes beat by beat how to do it. Let's go for gelato and then... And then come back and finger bang me. But like, you know, these no, are... I want gelato. <laughs> Not the finger bang? No, I told you. My libido is gone. <laughs> Bye. See you later. Um, but yes, so I, those are places that I'd start. I think it it's not acceptable to be disgruntled barely communicate it to your partner Mm -hmm. and then rip your family apart. Yeah. I think you have to be really clear in expressing what you need and want first for yourself. And then as you said, to your partner. And if you haven't done that, then it's unacceptable and it makes me sick. (laughs) Wow. Heavy. Um, Okay. Well, what about then if they do say they're going to try and they just don't? How many chances do you give this person? I don't know. You know, you, you, I, f- I feel like what ends up happening is, like, it's kind of like graduated um, s- graduated separation on some level. It's like, okay, look, I asked you three times for these things that I need in a relationship. And if I don't have them, I don't feel like I'm in a relationship. I feel uh, resentment. I feel, um, you know... I'm disappointed. I, I feel unfulfilled. I'm going to take some time and go stay at my mom, my mom's place or whatever. Well, they're, they're, that's a bit of a heads up. That's in a bit of an alarm <laughs> bell, you know, and then we'll see what he does now. And th- these aren't tests. I'm not suggesting tests. They do sound like tests. Um, but I'm saying like you have a plan, mm-hmm. you know, what is the consequence or what do you need? I guess consequence is dumb. What do you need to kind of, start moving, like stepping back? What does that look like for you? You know what I mean? Because there's got to be something that either this person is going to go, oh, I'm losing this. I'm losing my partner because I'm not doing this clearly defined thing. Yeah. And I'm and and either the answer is I'm not willing to do that and they just see you slip away or I don't believe she's going to slip away, so I'm just going <laughs> to... Bide my time, yeah. which is a reality. Oh, oh, she is leaving. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a, not the best. It's uh, not the greatest strategy. Motivation, but I, you, but it's not a strategy. Cat, this person truly needs to decide to do to, those how to things. take care of themselves. They're really it's a doing boundary. That. Then I think in that case, yeah. right? Like, and you, if, if you that turns need... the table, then that's wonderful. You want that table to turn. And if it doesn't, you're, you're still doing what you need to do to be yeah. okay. Yeah. But have that plan yep. for you. Yep. It's always on you. I think that's the other theme in this uh, podcast is it's, it's always on, on you. And that's, that is true, actually. Yeah. It's, and as it is on them. When mm-hmm. they start swearing at you, you ripped our family. No, no. I, I explained this to you. Yeah. I gave you those chances. Yep. I was articulate. I understood what I wanted. Now, if you can't say those things, then you have screwed up. Yeah. But if you can say those things and they didn't follow through, they didn't take up the mantle, Mm -hmm. then that's on them. I think you're totally right on this. Nailed it again. Joel, you're amazing. (laughs) What a guru you are. I've turned into quite the guru. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how we amuse ourselves, if not anyone else. Hopefully, at least one or two <laughs> listeners. A couple of you. I don't know there. who's writing these questions, are if uh, not our listeners. Away. Um, is that our. That's the whole shebang. 
it's a it's a little bit of well, I mean, this is how long these podcasts should be. Yes, they've been going more like an hour. That's fine too, but um, we love you. We do. We we really really do. <laughs> and we want the best. And when you know what, Kat and I, the people, I, maybe I shouldn't tell them that. But Kat and I, after we do these episodes, we actually have a good cry fest over with our hearts break for some of these people. Yeah, our hearts absolutely break. We're we're bawling. We're crying. <laughs> We're holding each other, which get weird. Cat gets weird about that. I do not. <laughs> totally she, respectful. Holding yeah, she you. she holds me, but then like I'm like your hand is on my hip, you know, and it's like sliding around the back. I go, I don't even have an ass. <laughs> I have a bit of a butt, but anyway, um, I go. That's not the point. The point is, we cry, mm-hmm. we weep, yep, and we want everyone to be happier and to have better love lives and. That includes the sex. Yes, it does. But also just the love. Just the love. And so if you're struggling or your friends are struggling or your family's struggling, send us your questions. We will weep, but we will also answer them um, with coherency (laughs) and articulation. (laughs) Indeed. And sometimes we'll be short when we answer. Yeah. Our our answers will not be long-winded. They don't have to be because... It's so, so simple. So simple. Um, so send <laughs> <For> a que- <laughs> Yeah. Send your questions to I do and I don't show at gmail.com plus uh, the, the all our social medias I do and I don't show. And uh, we'll see you next Monday, every Monday. And uh, the only other thing that I have to say is always have a little song in your heart.